Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chasing Joy podcast. I am one of your hosts, Megan Sanchez. I'm Stacey Filipkowski. We're glad you're here. Hello. Sorry. Yeah. It's five o'clock here, and this is where my brain, my, I don't know what happens at five, if it's the lack of the sun lately or what, but I feel like I, right now, I feel like I was run over by a bus, so I'm going to have to pull in the energy. You you need a nap. Well, I'm drinking coffee. It's almost two o'clock my time here. That's about the time I hit the two to three o'clock hour, and I'm like, nap or cup of coffee? Yeah. Cup of coffee. Okay, here we go. Yes. Well, welcome to today's episode, my friends. We are going to be talking about identity and um, not gender identity, (laughs) but identity in Christ. (laughs) And what does that even look like? Because I think that's one of those phrases where people go, I don't even know what that means. What does that even Mm -hmm. mean? Um, And this is going to be a two-parter. And for the next one, our dear, dear sister in Christ, Jay, will be joining us. I'm so excited to see her again. So excited to have her back on. And I think she's going to have a lot for you, for us to hear. She's been, Mm -hmm. her world has been kind of flopped on its head the last few months. And so Mm -hmm. I'm sure she's been going through some, some spiritual stuff and um, she'll have a lot for us. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we just wanted to talk about, and I, I know we've we you've heard us say the saying before, your identity. I think we've even covered it a little bit, but I wanted to go a little bit more into depth of what this means. Um, and I mean, is there anything you want to add before we like jump jump into the topic of I, on identity? You know, I think about identity like as with a question mark because I think like you're saying there. Oftentimes you hear the term and you go, what, what is my identity? And I think that there's so many things that you would say about yourself, but the reality is, is we're going to take this back to who God has created you to be and how you are rooted in that first mm-hmm. and foremost. So I'll let you kind of kick it off. Um, but yes, I know that that the term is is said and it can be um confusing so mm-hmm. we hopefully like as we start the conversation you will be um able to understand a little bit more where your identity truly lies yeah i want to start with i last week at church um i heard something and it really struck and i knew we were going to be talking about identity so i was taking notes but You know, one of the things about identity is when people think of you, what do they think of? Like, what's the first thing that they think of when they think Megan Sanchez or Stacey Filipkowski? Like, what do you want people to remember you by or think of you? And if if it's one of those things where, I mean, I know a lot of people when they think of me, they will say, oh, yeah, she's totally Jesus lover. Um, Or I get the, oh, she's really religious, which I'm like, Mm -hmm. barf no thank you not religious we'll cover that another day (laughs) but (laughs) um but I know what they mean and they mean well um so that is kind of one of those things like you think of somebody you think oh it's that gay guy down the street like there's this identity that is given to people right Mm -hmm. like because of the way they live because of 
what they do in their life. And so if you are constantly glorifying God, you will be known as that person. And so in church, we were talking about, um, forgive me, I don't know the football player's name, Amar, Amar that passed. Amar with a D, okay, Demar. Um, he passed out, not passed away in case some of you were like, what? Passed? <laughs> Stacy stopped at the word passed, passed out. <laughs> that was not a good pause. <laughs> yeah. um, Demar Hamlin. Yeah. So, you know, obviously that was like, everyone was talking about it. It was all over the news. And one of the biggest things on the news were, was that everybody had stopped and prayed and like the name of Jesus was being thrown out on all of the news stations. And, and that was a good thing. Now I'm going to say that was a good thing, but I have to be honest with you. Like I was slightly annoyed and I'm just being transparent with you Mm -hmm. because I'm like, Oh, sure. Y'all just drop to your knees when you need something. You probably haven't talked to God. Now that's not the right stature to take friends. I'm not saying that's correct, but that was my initial, like, Oh, Yeah, of course. They only go to them when they need something. And which if I can interject, of course, I'm totally guilty of doing that, too. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for validating my (laughs) terrible, terribleness. (laughs) I mean, the reality is your everyday life, the, the hope and the goal is to live a life that's glorifying and pleasing to the Lord. But how many times are you guilty of like going through the motions and then all of a sudden the ish hits the fan and you're like, Oh, sweet Jesus, I need you. And (laughs) it's like, wait a minute, why haven't I been like talking to him, telling him, thank you. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can, I can relate to this, like, so I can also appreciate the, your annoyance because the reality is like, uh, I would say a lot of times people, Christians, non-Christians like do this, they go to God when they need something. Yeah. So the pastor said something that kind of brought me out of this and ha- and and made me look at it a little differently which was there were people that were there when this happened that were believers and that is their usual posture mm-hmm. is to head to the knees and go right to the Lord and so mm-hmm. what was happening was these people that did not have that usual posture were looking to the people that had that And that's Mm -hmm. where they kind of followed suit. And so he was saying, he was asking, do you have a usual posture towards God where people Mm -hmm. know, well, I know she's, I know exactly what she's going to do in this situation. And so he was talking about, um, so there's, I don't have the Bible verse. I just have it written down, but it's, it's when Daniel, um, I think was about to go into the lion's den. And it says, but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open towards Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done giving thanks to God. So it was just this moment where I was like, yeah, that makes sense. People were looking to the people that had an as usual posture. Yeah. The world can be a very challenging place and our circumstances oftentimes dictate our emotions and they also can dictate our ability to find happiness throughout life. I mean, that's this whole thing is about choosing joy and chasing it and, and trying to find that. But many of us are constantly chasing down something, anything that will make us feel happy or joyful. 
And the world is full. You've heard us say this before. The world is full of meisms that promise that that feeling, oh, you're going to feel joy if you do this. Just buy this self-help mm-hmm. book and your mood will, it, it, it's going to improve immediately. You're going to feel great. Um, you know, step into your truth and find happiness. And the real truth is there is only one place that that true joy can be found. This takes us back to what does it, what does it mean to have your identity in Christ? So the popular idea today is that you have to look deep within yourself to discover your true identity. And my friends, looking deep within yourself simply, it's not going to work. No. (laughs) You can do all the soul searching in the world, but it doesn't come. It doesn't come from you. No, it doesn't come from you. Your identity is is not rooted in you. So it's might sound strange. Yeah, but that's not that's not where your identity comes from, because that goes back to what you were saying about meisms mm-hmm. and how it, that becomes like self-centered. You're focused on like me, like this is who I am. But what does God say about you and how do you find your identity in him? Yeah. When the world might be telling mm-hmm. you other things or or you may be resonating with things of the world. Well, think about how many times you've let yourself down. (laughs) I mean, you tell yourself, I'll never Never. do that again. (laughs) And then within like 48 seconds, you're doing it again. Yeah. Or you tell yourself, I've, I've always been a happy person. And then you get sad and you're like, well, now I'm not happy. And now where, where does that leave me? So none of us can live up to our own expectations of ourselves. Hmm. That's why a lot of us are constantly searching for things. We're constantly looking for things. We're scrolling on our phone for hours, looking to fill that void. And if we were able to do that ourselves, we wouldn't be looking outside of ourselves. We would just be the happiest little campers in our own little bodies. (laughs) Happiest little campers. I just love myself so much. I'm going to give myself a big hug. (laughs) So we have we have a couple of options and one is to drop your expectations so low <laughs> oh, dear. it becomes impossible to let yourself down and then you're just going to be you know toothless hanging oh, out here <laughs> oh, no. on the streets of San Francisco <laughs> floating in boats <laughs> oh we're going to hell <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh, okay protect all of the people oh god oh god okay oh, all right okay. i'm going to be quiet i think you need to talk <laughs> i'm like hot look at my neck i'm hot i'm laughing <laughs> that took a very very dark dark turn <laughs> Okay, um, we're sorry, everyone. We know that like there's a lot happening in the world right this now. This is how but... we get through it. Yeah. Everyone knows that. If you listen to this podcast, oh, we make jokes. Yeah. I would be like that inappropriate person at a funeral to make a joke. I just, yeah. it's humor that gets me by. Yeah. Oh, God. If you okay. don't like it, get in your boat and float. <laughs> Take boat out of here. Go out. Roll, roll, roll. Okay. <laughs> here we go reeling it back in so 
I think there is a better way to find something outside of yourself that you can lean on for strength, for direction, for purpose, something utterly dependable when you can't depend on yourself, Uh, something that will hold you up in every situation. And that thing. Glue. No, it's (laughs) not right, Sveti. You are making things up. It's not glue. It's actually a person. Oh. Go figure. His name is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Finding your identity in Christ means you do a better job believing that what God says about you is truer than what anyone else, including yourself, says. Mm. Amen. That's very true. I mean, we yeah. all have negative self-talk. And, you know, <clears throat> how many times have you, like, heard yourself talk about yourself and thought, I would never say that to another human being. Right. Like, why do we do that? And so, you know, I can't imagine what would happen if we actually believed the things that God says about us, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. You know, we can't, I think we can't help it because by nature Mm -hmm. we were born into sin. Yeah. I was going to say sinful nature. (laughs) Right. So yes, you know, you, yes, you adorable little you, when you were born, you were full of sin. Mm -hmm. You were born a sinner, just as we all are. And of course, you were incredibly cute, even 10 seconds out of your womb. But that did not take away the fact that you were full of sin. Sin. So this came to you because from the beginning of time, humankind has rejected God's plan from the very, very beginning. For those of us who believe in Christ, though, the story actually takes an amazing turn. And I love if you go to the book of Ephesians and you look at all the places in the first chapter where it says in Christ or in him. And depending on your Bible translation, there's those phrases actually appear about 11 times. And it describes a host of incredible things about ourselves that if we actually truly believed, I think that our lives would actually change. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. You I need like to read them every day. Like, yeah. Because if you can claim it in Jesus name, knowing like the truth of what he is telling you. I mean, I think that would totally change. Think about the mindset that so many other people would have that heart posture of like receiving that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about sometimes with my kids, <clears throat> they'll say something mean to each other or even mean about themselves more specifically like my youngest Lainey she when she is uh, reprimanded her like go-to is to say I'm such an idiot or Mm. I'm so stupid and I'm like honey I'm like you we all make mistakes I'm like but you don't want to talk about yourself like that I'm like what do you think Jesus would say about you so trying to point her back to her identity in the Lord, knowing like God would never say that about you. Like you're such an idiot. You're so stupid. Yeah. Even though like you might think those things about yourself when you recognize like we are flawed because of our sinful nature, but I don't think that God would have sent his son to die for a bunch of idiots that just recognize themselves as idiots all the time. Like, it's okay to say I have failed. Mm-hmm. And but 
I like to say, and we say this together, know better, do better. So when you make a mistake and you have to own it, and whether it's apologize even to yourself, to the Lord for it, or you're talking to somebody else, like recognize that. Yeah. So here's some words that the Bible actually says about us. It says that we are chosen, predestined and adopted, redeemed and forgiven. Grace has been lavished on them that they are in the know of God's will. Also have been given an inheritance and are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Mm. Those are those are weighty. <laughs> you know, my favorite one in there, Wrong. and every time I hear it, it makes me want to cry is chosen. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But every time I hear it, like you are chosen, that is just mm-hmm. one of those things that makes me. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a the song. You are chosen, not forsaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a powerful that's a powerful statement. And literally an entire books have been written about the meaning and depth of each of these things, mm. each of the words, the phrases, like you could legitimately spend the rest of your life dwelling on just one of them and still not come fully to like grasp it. I think I want to write them all down on like some sticky notes just to, re- to remind myself mm-hmm. Um because I need the reminders daily because I am not, I'm not the nicest person to, to myself. So yeah. I need to remember, remember we actually, at one point, I think early on when we started the podcast, we touched on this and we actually created that wallpaper on people for people's phones. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That we like should. talked about, we should revamp it. We, we should. And Share it with and you guys. Be, yeah, share it with you so that you can be reminded and save it to your phone as a daily reminder of how God claims you and the things that he speaks over you. Yeah, because if you come to base your identity in these statements, it's going to root and it, it, it roots and hides your identity in something that cannot be changed and will not go away. Mm. So let's just say... If you're a world-renowned guitar player and your fingers get chopped off. Yikes. I am just really soft on words today. (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay. So if your fingers do get chopped off and, you know, you are a guitar player, your identity is not going to crumble if you have something else to grasp onto. It's the same thing. I've said this before. Like, if, if your identity as a mom is only in your kids. That's Mm. it. I'm a mom. That's what I do. I take, I'm a, whatever. I take them to sports. I do this. I do that. When they leave the house, what does that leave you? Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of people have get, they go into depression. Mm -hmm. They have a very hard time. I've had friends that when their kids leave the home, they literally go on like antidepressants because they don't know what to do with themselves. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't be sad. Of course, you're going to be sad. Mm-hmm. But if your identity is only in one thing, you will always be let down. Mm-hmm. But when you realize that your identity lies in Christ, nothing can take that away from you. Yeah. So doesn't it make sense that the very foundation of having your identity in Christ is the one thing that is the most under attack today? 
I mean, let's talk about that. Why wouldn't he go after identify? Identify. You keep hearing that word, right? I mm-hmm. identify. I identify as that. I identify. Well, of course, that's where Satan's going to go. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? No, because, I mean, it started with sexual perversion. People uh-huh. began to identify as gay. And now it's off the charts ridiculous with all of the gender dysmorphia, the mental illness. But of course it is. It's in the very first chapter of the Bible. So if Satan can confuse people from the start, it will invalidate the entire word of God. And in Genesis one twenty seven, it says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. Male and female. So all y'all who says it's not in the Bible, it's literally in the first book. Yeah. And I got nothing else for you. So good luck. That's okay. I could talk about this topic for a long time. I've led you into it. (laughs) (laughs) There's this thing where I've, I've watched... And I found a lot of accounts um, on social media of men and women who are detransitioning because they transitioned and now they're detransitioning. Now, how many stories that that percentage is pretty high of the people that actually transition are still depressed and then wind up detransitioning because the grass is never greener on the other side. Because once again, they're they're putting their identity into something that isn't solid. But what's interesting about these people that are detransitioning is I have yet to find one that hasn't been transformed by Jesus. Every mm. single one of them are out there preaching the word of God, saying it was Jesus who got a hold of my heart and showed me that this was not the right way. And we got to just applaud these men and women because they, some of them are coming out of 20 year marriages. And leaving their spouses and saying, I'm sorry, but God has showed me that this is not right. And I need to detransition. I have another one that I've been watching. She was a female that transitioned to a male that's now detransitioning or has already like detransitioned. And now she's Mm -hmm. pregnant. And it's just like amazing to see how God has like completely transformed her life. And her identity is in Jesus, not her gender. Yeah. He has redeemed us. And I think about the chaos and the confusion that Satan is constantly trying to spread and to make people believe things. I think one of the things that I hear more than anything else out there, we say this on this platform, but we talk about like being happy. And when people talk about like, well, They'll say to each their own, like if that makes them happy that, and they're not hurting anyone, then they can go and live their life, that sort of a thing. Like if they're not bothering anybody else, they're not destroying things, whatever. And I would say, no, that's a lie to go along with that. Because if you care about someone in any capacity, even like the Bible talks about loving your neighbor as yourself. Loving your neighbor means pointing them to the truth because living in the truth, in God's truth, that is where true joy comes from. Mm-hmm. Happiness, like we've said, it's an emotion, it's fleeting, it changes. You can't sit in this space where the goal is happiness because 
that that's going to change. So if you're trying to identify for me, I'll just use some of the things that I could say as a wife, as a mom, a homemaker, homeschool mom, like uh, all these things, like if I'm wrapping all of my identity up in that, it's flawed because like those things at some point can fail and I have failed in the in those areas at times. So recognizing that joy and who you in who you truly are is a child of God. So all of this like talk of gender confusion and all of that. And when people say like, well, if that's what makes them happy and I'm like, no, what what will bring them true joy is knowing that their identity is in Jesus, that God created them either male or female and that's going to allow them to have um, a supernatural interaction with the Holy Spirit because that's where that's where God wants us is to be able to to know that He created us and that we are rooted in His truth in what He says about us and not what we say about ourselves or what the world says about us. Yeah. So I would just say as you go throughout your day, and if you're just trying to figure out what this whole identity in Christ thing is, write those words that Megan read down, put them on a sticky note, put them all over your house to remind yourself that you are those things. And then also start to think about, do I take an as usual posture in my Mm -hmm. life to where people would go, of course, she is on her knees praying. Of course, she's not bothered by that because she knows where her truth is and her truth lies in Jesus and nothing else. Nothing Mm -hmm. can crumble around you, not even death. Death has lost its sting when you believe, when you are rooted in Christ. So literally the world can crumble around you and it doesn't matter because you are rooted there. It's just like um, Ben asked me yesterday, he was like, So, um, like, do we have a plan if there's like nuclear war? And I was (laughs) like, "Mm, like, what kind of plan? It's like, well, like, we don't, are we going to build like a bunker or something? Now, didn't we, you and I just said this last week and I said, yeah, I said, no, we're not building a bunker. And he's like, what, what do you mean? We're not, we're we're just going to die. And I was like, well, I certainly don't want to live in a nuclear fallout world. So I would prefer to be home with Jesus at that point. And he just could not his 20 year old brain. (laughs) Well, I just, what I, well, I want to, I said, you really, I would be very irritated if like 90% of the world got to go home with Jesus and I was stuck in some nuclear fallout world. No, thanks. So the world can crumble around me and mm-hmm. I would still rather and still choose Jesus. So mm-hmm. that's my I as usual posture in that moment where where Ben was just like, well, well, I'm building the bunker. And I'm like, well, you need to be building a bigger table to invite people mm-hmm. to. I've reached a point in my faith where I feel like my goal when I start going down the rabbit hole, which happens at least every other day in some capacity, (laughs) I have to stop myself and kind of reel it back in and go, but Jesus, Megan, but Jesus, yeah, he 
is the source of our joy. He is the source of our hope. He's the source of our peace. So yes, like you're saying, the world can be crumbling and a nuclear war can break out and you can just say, okay, Lord, looks like it's time to go home and I'm okay with that. Get on your knees like Daniel did three times a day, you know, as usual. And if you're here and if you're listening to this, like you are here for such a time as this, like the Lord has purpose for your life. And the further that you look into what that is and recognizing that your identity is in him and all that you do. And like you're saying that, like, what's your as usual posture? Where are you going when the world is crumbling? We hope that this has been somewhat enlightening to you. Um, I think uh, we're going to continue this conversation because there's still more to say. Um, And we really want you to have this grasp going into this new year and what that looks like for you. And we're just hoping and praying that you can adopt an as usual posture that people would think of you when they think of you. They also think of, of Jesus. What a, what a great, great thing to think about. And I can promise you this, though, there will be people because you shine the light of Jesus, mm-hmm. because you walk step and step with him, they will hate you. They will mm-hmm. literally turn on you. They will do something erratic that you never would have seen happening. And you'll be sitting there scratching your head like, I didn't even do anything. Mm-hmm. But it's not that. It's because you are the closest thing to Jesus that they have in their life. And Jesus said it himself. If they hate you, it's because they hated me first. Mm -hmm. So I would say wear that badge of honor. Mm -hmm. And if you ever get into a conversation where someone says, I identify, you can say, that's nice. I identify as a daughter of the king. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Here's my crown. Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy a crown, put it in my backpack. (laughs) That'd be nice. If I meet somebody with kitty ears, I'm going to put my crown on. (laughs) Oh, heavens. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Okay, Okay, friends. Well, remember, through the good, the bad, and the dumpster fires, we can still choose joy. Five o'clock, no, no, for me. I have no energy. I was not bringing any of gold today. Of gold. I have to write down Sveti saying. I have not bring any of gold. Okay, I write that down. <laughs> oh dear. I miss, oh, I miss Svetlana and Masha. I know. They have been on vacation on boat cruise for a long time. There's they need to come back. They are building their business.